Welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. Please like, subscribe, download all of that good stuff that you do. And if you like the podcast, please tell your friends. If you don't like it, tell your enemies. And hey, don't forget to tune in each weekday from 3 to 7 to the Charlie James Show on News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Now, I've got to start this podcast off with a bit of a disclaimer. Here we go. This is not a fat-shaming podcast, okay? However, the fact that we have that term these days, fat-shaming, is really the subject of this podcast. Now, I am in no position to criticize somebody else for their weight. I'm a person who has lost over 100 pounds in his life twice. I lost, first time I got up to about 325 pounds. I went on the Atkins diet and I lost 100 pounds. And then, because immediately upon doing that, I went back to my old ways of eating, I gained 105 pounds back and I ballooned up to 329, 330 pounds. Well, now I'm down to about 204 pounds and I know what kind of a struggle it is. I know what overweight people go through. I know the, uh, the stress that is involved in what happens when you are overweight. I know the anxiety you have when you go to a wedding and they have those little tiny white folding chairs and you wonder, oh, is this going to hold me? I know what it's like to buy a ladder and see that it only holds 225 pounds and going, nope, got to get a bigger one than that. I know what, what, what you go through. I know what people go through. I know the feeling of having to shop in the big and tall stores and not necessarily be looking at the tall stuff. Yeah, I've been there. I know what that's about. And I know the struggle, like I said, that people go through with weight loss. But there's a lot of reasons for that. We'll get into those coming up in just a few minutes. However, what we are seeing in our society these days is an acceptance of the overweight lifestyle. Now, this has ebbed and flowed throughout history. We all know that uh, in the 20s and in the 30s and even in the 40s, um, early 40s, Overweight men were often seen as more uh, successful, you know, if only the rich could eat back then. So if you were overweight, then obviously you had money. And that was actually uh, a bit of social status, as it were. Women have gone through this uh, throughout the the centuries. If you go back and you look at some of the uh, uh, early paintings that they had of women, I mean, they were, uh, we will say, curvier than a lot of women throughout history. Then you start seeing things like the Marilyn Monroe era, where I believe Marilyn Monroe was about, some people say between a size 10 and a size 12. Well, that started to change as well, because in the 60s and the 70s, we started getting into the Twiggy era, where women were looking emaciated, um, um, uh, very, very skinny. And we've pretty much gone even more full circle than that. 
because today it seems like being overweight is once again a status symbol. And I don't believe it's a status symbol that should really come back because for years we've been told that an overweight that, that being overweight is unhealthy. And in that, science has that right. Now, where they have failed us throughout the years is trying to teach us and tell us exactly what foods were good for you and what foods were bad for you. There was a woman, Susan Powder, and you probably remember all of those uh, infomercials that she used to have. She would, she would, really, she would get on her, her infomercials and on her videos, and she would talk about the benefits of eating starches. We're talking about pasta, we're talking potatoes, we're talking all of those high-carbohydrate meals that she subscribed uh, during those videos. Well, we now know that that advice was completely wrong. I mean, I remember, I remember going to, to restaurants and, I mean, just trying to lose weight, eating nothing but pasta. No olive oil, just pasta and salt. No, that's not good. We now know that. But... And then they would try to tell you that eggs were bad for you. Remember that? You got to cut down on your cholesterol. Only have one or two eggs a week, they used to tell you. Don't eat meat. In fact, you need to go to a vegetarian lifestyle. Well, that's all because of the greeny weenie movement out there. But the advice that we have gotten throughout history about food and nutrition, that's been generally wrong. In a lot of cases, and that's been proven through science. It really is amazing how the nutrition science has really messed up eating here in the United States, especially here in the United States. I read there was a woman, there's a blogger, she's a health food blogger in North Carolina. This is amazing. She calls herself the food babe, and she's up in North Carolina. And she um, had a friend that went to um, live in London for a little while, a couple of years ago. And when she was visiting the, the, the friend, she would notice the food labels because that's what she does. She's a food blogger. Just want to give you a little example of the difference between what is going on in food labels between England and and the United States. Let's just take the ubiquitous McDonald's French fries. This is the, these are the ingredients of McDonald's French fries in England. Potatoes, vegetable oil, dextrose, fried in uh, non-hydrogenated vegetable oil. Salt is added after cooking. That's it. That's McDonald's French fries in England. Here in the United States, Potatoes, vegetable oil, canola oil, corn oil, soybean oil, hydrogenated soybean oil, natural beef flavor, dextrose, sodium acid, pyrophosphate, salt, fried in vegetable oil, blend with citric acid, and dimethyl polysixoxalate, whatever that is. Well, let's just take something like Quaker Instant Oats. Here in the United States, it's called strawberries and cream. In England, it's called heaps of fruit, summer berries. Here are the ingredients in England. Quaker whole grain rolled oats. Sugar. Freeze-dried raspberry pieces. Freeze-dried strawberry pieces. Natural flavoring. Here in the United States, the ingredients are 
whole grain rolled oats, sugar creaming agent, maltodextrin, sunflower and palm oils, whey, sodium, cassinate, flavored and colored fruit pieces, dehydrated apples treated with sodium sulfite, artificial strawberry flavoring, citric acid, red 40, salt, guar gum, artificial flavor, citric acid, Nisanimine, vitamin A, palmonate, reduced iron pyroxidide, hydroxychloride, riboflavin, thiamine mononitrate, and folic acid. Look at the difference between England and the United States. Hell, let's just look at a Mountain Dew. A Mountain Dew. In England, the ingredients... Carbonated water, sugar, citric acid, ascorbic acid, caffeine flavorings, potassium sorbate, uh, gum arabic, and color, which is beta carotene. Here in the United States, high fructose corn syrup, concentrated orange juice, citric acid, natural flavor, sodium benzenate, caffeine, sodium citrate, erythorbic acid, gum arabic, calcium disodium, EDTA, brominated vegetable oil, and yellow number five. Notice the difference here? Ketchup. Ketchup certainly can't be that different, right? Well, in England, their ingredients are tomatoes, spirit vinegar, sugar, salt, spice and herb extracts, spice. Here in the United States, tomato concentrate, distilled vinegar, high fructose corn syrup, corn syrup, salt, spice, onion powder, natural flavorings. Our food here in America literally has no nutritional value, and your body knows it. When you eat food like this, your body still wants nutrients, so you eat more than you should just to get the nutrients that it needs. It really is amazing what we have been through as far as completely robbing our food of nutritional value. I know losing weight is hard. I know being overweight is a stressful thing. I know all of that. I, mean, I get that. I've been through it. I've lived through it my whole life. And the only way that I have found to actually lose weight is to track everything that I put in my mouth. I use an app called Lose It. And everything that I eat goes in that app. And by using that... I've been able to lose about 125 pounds. Now, it's taken me a while because this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. But being overweight is not good for your health. It's not good for your skin. It's not good for your organs. It's not good for your joints. It's not good for your mental health. There is no advantage to being overweight. Yes, you can carry a few extra pounds and that's fine. No big deal. But when we talk about getting into the morbidly obese era, area, that's where the problems really begin. Your belly fat, the fat that you carry around your internal organs, is called the omentum. Not the momentum, the omentum. And this belly fat actually becomes an organ on its own. 
if it is there long enough. It actually has it actually has uh, nutritional requirements. It must be fed constantly. And while it is being fed, it is strangling your internal organs. Folks, it's not healthy. But these days we're seeing this push for fat acceptance. And we're not talking, again, we're not talking about just slightly overweight. We're talking about morbidly obese. That is all of a sudden a sex symbol these days. Look at the, the Calvin, the brand new Calvin Klein ads. Not only are there trans people on the Calvin Klein's ad, they're morbidly obese trans people on the Calvin Klein ads. This is not, I mean, just remember a few years ago, Calvin Klein used to be all about health and fitness, but now they're not. They're actually promoting an unhealthy lifestyle on Americans as if we needed that to begin with. Now, you remember during COVID, right? Everybody, they were always talking about the comorbidities of people who died with COVID. The number one comorbidity of people who died from COVID-19 was obesity. That was number one. However, did you notice something? Never ever did the CDC or the FDA or the NIH ever come out and tell you to eat right, exercise, maintain a healthy body weight. That was never something that they pushed on you. So what did people do? They sat in their homes, they ate their Doritos, they ate their Cheetos, they gained weight, and now they want to be accepted for just the way they are. Now, listen, again, I'm not one to uh, really criticize anyone about their weight. I've been there. But I have always known that it was not healthy for me. You need to have that realization. You can lose weight. There are all sorts of programs that you can get on. There are all sorts of apps that you can get on, but you have to do it just like a 12-step program. You have to do it one step at a time. We are actually now at the point where magazines, as I discussed before, are actually promoting this unhealthy lifestyle. Look at how many plus-size models are gracing the cover of formerly fitness magazines. It was almost as if society said, yeah, it's good to be fit, but damn, that's too hard. So let's just start glorifying morbid obesity. And again, I'm not talking about just people that need to lose a few pounds or even 20 pounds, 30 pounds. I'm talking about people who are morbidly obese. Even the singer, what's her name, Lizzo, is being celebrated as some sort of a sex symbol because of her morbid obesity. This is going to kill America. We've got to get back to eating right. We've got to get back to exercising. We've got to get back to taking care of our own health, because if we don't do that, we as a society are doomed. We're going to start seeing more health problems. We're going to see, start seeing more heart attacks. We're going to see, start seeing more strokes. We're going to start seeing the effects of this ridiculous lifestyle that a lot of people are leading and that it's being pushed on folks. You can go online, you can go on TikTok, TikTok and, and see all of these people who are actually glorifying overeating to the point of gluttony, which is, by the way, one of the seven deadly sins. These people are being celebrated with millions of views, millions of clicks. 
to me, it really is what happens when people give up. And a lot of people in our society have just given up. And they've even come up with the term fat shaming. It's, in fact, there was a push here recently where you, if you were a doctor, you couldn't even weigh your patient unless it had something to do with the diagnosis that you were looking at. So if someone comes in with a flu and they tell you to step up on the scale, oh, that's fat shaming. Sorry, not going to do that. Doctors can't even tell you anymore that you need to lose a few pounds or they're going to be criticized by their patients and possibly even the American Medical Association. The best thing that anyone can do for their health is eat right, exercise, maintain a healthy body weight. And I'm here to tell you from experience, it's hard, but it is so worth it. This is the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast.